What's up, beer drinkers? How y'all doing this week? We have a special show for you this week. Um, Sorcerer Chromatic and I just could not get our schedules to coincide. Uh, we couldn't synchronize our schedules, as they say. And so I had to come up with a contingent plan and uh, didn't really have anything in the can. So what I thought was, why don't I go back and see some of our old shows? Um our old podcast server, uh, podcast garbage, um, podcast garden. I like to call them podcast garbage because they won't release our old, our old shows. Can't get them from them. And I have not, I didn't have the, uh, the hard drive to store them all. Um, you know, hindsight's 2020, but whatever. Um, what I'm getting at is, uh, I went back and I found some, I do have some on my Google drive. I have some old not complete shows, but uh, interviews. And I thought, why not uh, dr uh, bring up one of those old interviews that we can't get back from Podcast Garden right now? And the oldest one I have, uh, one of the first ones I ever did was with uh, Seth Hendrickson, the owner and brewer of Golden State uh, Brewery back in my hometown of Santa Clara, California. However, the now defunct um, Golden State Brewery, but I do not have that one saved. And... I, I just, I don't have that one. Um, so the oldest one I have that I do have in storage is with Rod J. Beer Ventures. I, that was back in 2017. And that was the first time he and I recorded. We've recorded a couple times since then. I've been on his show. He's been on mine twice. I don't know if you guys remember when we did the, uh, the rap draft and I had him analyze our draft. He was a little rough on me. And uh, rightly so, because uh, two of my... Um, drop picks uh, are, are getting themselves into, into some hot water, but that's neither here nor there. But uh, well, the one thing that has uh, persevered throughout the years is Rod is still cranking them out. He still has a YouTube show. He's got his uh, his webpage. He has a podcast. Um, he's still cranking out the beers. He even has a couple YouTube channels, not just beer, but also hip hop. And that's the one thing I loved about uh, Rod is we, that's when we first connected was over music. And he just doesn't love hip hop. He loves all music. So anyway, um, I think I talk, I think I talk about that with him during our, our little conversations. Uh, but before we get to that, let me, uh, I got a beer from our good friends up in Phoenix, up in, I guess they're down to most of y'all, uh, Phoenix, Arizona from Ren House Brewing Company. I have their fest beer and how appropriate it since it is October. I know it's past October fest. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's still October and October fest. They, you know, they, they kind of, they're synonymous. <laughs> I guess they're not really, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, so this one comes in at 5.2% alcohol by volume. And according to Renhouse, it is, this is not a sweet multi Martzen. This is a session fest beer made for celebrating. We start with a simple yet robust grain bill featuring all German heritage floor malted grains, especially specifically Bark Pilsner, Bark Vienna, and Bark Munich malts. Hopped in the kettle with a moderate bittering addition of Hallertau uh, Mittelfruhe, and then we give it a touch of size right at the end of the boil. The beer was fermented low and slow in our house German lager yeast for many weeks. Naturally carbonated, not fined, 
but filtered to desired brightness. All right, and so without further ado, pop it open. That's a good one right there, and I got my glass. Let me set this up um, for the gram. I have to uh, position it just so. You know, the one thing about taking pictures for Instagram that I find, and maybe it's just me, but I'm always conscious of what goes on in the background of my pictures. Um, I'll take like two or three. I'll move cords. I'll move like if something in the back that I just don't like, like say a bottle cap or even just the uh, the way the wires are messy. Because um, when I do these uh, these pictures for the show, I do them while we're recording, and um, I I don't have it all set up nice and proper like some people do. Instead, I'm fumbling, and, and I need Social Chromatic to be talking about his beer so I can get that all set up. I usually drop my mic, uh, get it all set up, take the picture, come back, and act as if I'm listening to what he just said. <laughs> Maybe that's why I always forget what his beer is when we untap him after the show. <laughs> oh, man. But this is a good one. This is a good fest beer. Um, just like it says, it's it's uh, not a big, bold, sweet Martin, but it's a nice... It's got a little sweetness to it. Don't get me wrong. It's not like, uh, it, but it doesn't have that toffee and, and caramel like maybe the Martin does. Um, this is more light and crisp. It's almost virgin on a crispy boy, but there's just a lot of, uh, um, a lot of uh, sweetness to it that keeps it from being crispy. I will review this later on after the interview. So let's get to that. Uh, but first, got to do the plugs. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. And untap, search Cold Brew Podcast and friend us and we'll friend you back. All right, so here is the incomparable, incomparable Rod J. Beer Ventures. Going all the way back in the time machine to 2017. Rod. Hey Greg, what's going on? Uh, not much, man. How you been? Not much, man. How you been? Doing all right. Doing all right. Just uh, getting situated here. Right. How's right. it going out there in Arizona? Oh, things are going great. Oh, yeah. You are an early bird. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I had an early night last night, man. I I went to bed way early last night. I was tired. Oh really? Yeah. Well, I I work nights, and or, so I work I work Friday night, and you know I get off Saturday morning, and then I had like two hours of sleep, and then I went over to visit my daughter and hang out with them. Uh, they have a um, they live in Surprise, and they did their tree lighting ceremony on Friday night, and then they have a all day like barbecue the next day. So we went over there, and so I was I was operating off two hours of sleep, and then I got home. And I was thinking about going out because uh, I lived like two blocks away from the art house. And which I don't know if you have a yard house out there, but they have a great selection of beer and Same. they uh, um, and I was going to head out over there and I'm like, you know what? Nah, I'm just going to go to sleep, man. I just I need to catch up on sleep. <laughs> it's kind of funny. We actually went to the yard house for lunch yesterday. Oh, OK. So you have one out yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I had to do some work at my office yeah. and uh, they took us to lunch afterwards. So uh we went there, had a burger down there. Good food at Yard House. Good, uh, yeah. Good, yeah. I think ours has like 150 beers. So, ended up having the uh, 
Anderson Valley Wild Turkey Bourbon Stout. Oh, yeah, I've had that before. Yeah, that's a good one. That <laughs> yeah, is it's very good. Oh, yeah. no, do, do they have uh, yards over there or just half yards? Uh, half yards. I think we do have a few yards, I thought, there, but usually half yards is what most people have. Mm-hmm. You have the full yards at yours? No, we don't. And the one in San Jose doesn't have them either. Those are the only two I've been to. Um, I've been to one in uh, Florida before. That one did have the full yard, but they had it on display case. Oh, okay. So, I don't know if you can order a full yard. Maybe you can't. Maybe they're all half yards. Yeah. I used to have a yard. My brother got me one a couple of years ago for, I think, Christmas or my birthday. And I used to, you could put a six pack in there. Yeah, I was going to say, it probably took you a little bit of time to drink it. It did. We, <laughs> you know, I, I did it on the show one time. It took me like a, it, I did it in like an hour and a half because I had to. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's, yeah. that's no joke. Have you? Do you ever get a, like? I've only gotten a half yard at Yard House once. No, I've never gotten one there. Um, okay. I've looked at it before. Just never got one. I think Usually, I, when I yeah. been, like work, so you can't really be at a work event drinking a half yard of beer. But <laughs> depending on your job, <laughs> you get you get there by pints. But usually, just to order a whole half yard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> No, I, I've done it once, I think, and I got—I think I got something light, like a Modelo or something. Oh, okay, yeah, that's pretty easy to kind of work your way through. Then one of the lighter type beers. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I wasn't about to do an Anderson Valley uh, Bourbon Barrel Aged Stout. <laughs> yeah, somebody put a barley wine in a half yard. It's like good luck. See if you can finish that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I—I uh, um, I remember going to Yard House once, and I was just sitting there by myself, and. These two guys came up next to me, and one guy was talking to his friend and, and convincing him that they should order this beer because it was the highest ABV on the menu. Now, I've, I've never done that. I've never gone to a, a, a bar and just purposely ordered the highest ABV just because I, I was thinking I would get my money's worth. <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm... kind of sense that makes. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're trying stuff, I mean, I've I've been to places before and I've looked at the bars and I looked at the like the prices on the menu and stuff on the beers they're offering. And we got a place here. Like when I first started going there, it's called Amra Asia, which is a Chinese restaurant, but they have like a hundred plus beers there too. Hmm. Real good food, real good beer. And I think once when I first went there, I ordered like the Evil Twin Molotov cocktail. Yeah, because it was like the Molotov cocktail was like seven dollars or something but it was like uh 15 or 16 percent abv whatever it is not to get the molotov heavy just 18 percent, but this is like a 15 percent abv beer it's like well that looks like a good value seven dollars and you're getting this beer <laughs> so i've done that before like to look at something like that but usually now it's a matter of looking at the styles or what's available and kind of picking the flavors i like yeah well then also at the same time you have an evil twin at seven dollars that's a great value in itself Oh yeah, yeah. It was a solid value. I, I so I I like the taste of the Molotov cocktail, but I like heavier barley wines, old strong ale type stuff too. So double, triple IP. I like the bitterness of it. So I can drink one of those and be, you know really enjoy it. Some people it's just too bitter for them. Right. Well, yeah. You know, you have to drink to uh, what you like. Otherwise, you know, you're not going to enjoy yourself. Have you? Uh, Very... So you like the barley wines? Have Have you got the new? Uh... Bourbon County Burley wine? <laughs> no, I didn't get the Bourbon County bar. I wasn't going to actually buy Bourbon County. That's been a topic this week. Um, 
it's good. I'm not a person to wait in line for anything. I'm not a person to hunt down some of these things. And then it's kind of like, you know, we have a lot of local breweries. There are brewery count in this area now is about 60 breweries. So it's kind of like they got their own stuff coming out. And it's almost like, in a way, you're still feeding the beast when you're buying in the AB of Bev and Goose Island and the, mm-hmm. and the um, brewery kind of line. But it's a tasty beer. I have no problem buying a beer that has a, you know, some type of macro type ownership in there. You know, people do it with founders. People do it. Now they're going to be doing it with Avery because Avery's selling out part of their stake. Um, right. But usually I just don't want to hunt down the beer. So I ended up going to our local store here. It's Kroger. This headquarter. I don't know if you guys have Kroger out there. But um, their headquarters here in Cincinnati, large grocery chain, went in there to pick up some other stuff. And they're right on the counter. It was like Bourbon County for nine ninety nine. So yeah, I was like, well, it's there. So I'll go in and grab one. <laughs> <laughs> No line, no way. They just went in to pick up something else. So I grabbed one when I was there. Um, but, like, right next to it, like, I got the one 16.9 ounce, mm-hmm. uh, 9.99. But then one of our local breweries had four a four-pack for 15.99 of a um, uh, Belgian blonde that they actually – I'm sorry, Belgian golden ale that they actually bourbon barreled. And you got four of those for, like, 15.99. So I yeah. grabbed I grabbed a four pack of that too, but it's kind of like, you know, it's I think it's hyped up more than it needs to be. So I don't really hunt it down, but if it's there, I'll drink it because I like the taste of it. Um, I haven't had one for a few years, but just because it was there, I grabbed one. Well, it's the becoming more readily available now. I think I yeah. posited to you on Facebook, like, is BCBS even a, a whale anymore? Because like anyone can get it, everyone knows about it. It's not like hard to get anymore. The regular, the standard anyway. Right, and by definition of craft beer, it's not even craft beer anymore. Yeah, exactly. It is because of the ownership uh, component of it, which we had talked earlier this week about uh, Brewers Association, and mm-hmm. there's some issues they're going to have. I mean, this whole defining of craft and everything, and the common person I don't think cares as much about craft as people that are actually in the industry or people that really appreciate craft beer, so... I think that's why you're seeing the independent label being used and all this other type of stuff. But, um, you know, I ran a poll earlier this week and like 53% of people thought that um, BCBS wasn't craft and 47 thought it was, which is closer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I thought it would be like 60-40 or 65-35. But uh, a lot of people are thinking it's craft and it's really not. But if you're going by the technical definition, but if you're talking about a beer taking time to be crafted over a period of time, then people will say, yeah, it is craft. So... That whole craft word for the type of beer, mm-hmm. that's going to be something I think is going to be more of an issue over the next couple of years, especially now. Like, you're going to tell someone that Avery's not craft, but, you know, the debate coming up is they're not craft, but Yingling is, which Yingling is by the definition. Right. But at the same point, you taste Avery beer, and you're like, that's good beer, and that's definitely being crafted. So why is that not craft beer? Right. Oh, yeah, just like uh, my brother, uh, he's been to Goose Island a couple times when he's been out to sh- Chicago and... And he's taken the tour once, and they they still have tight control over their BCBS. Not so much yeah. their other lines, but their BCBS they do have really tight control over it. And like you said, it is crafted over time, and and it's taken care yeah. of. It's not mass produced. Right, right. And we just had um, some people just started posting about the uh, CBS Canada uh, Canadian breakfast out that it seems like that's not the same quality it was previously or not. So I don't know. I haven't had one of those. They're sold out pretty much everywhere here. Oh, they still um, haven't even reached out here. I, I think uh, a casual pint's going to get it on Monday. 
tomorrow. And uh, okay. another quick, the quick, the craft beer hop stop up in the northern part of Phoenix is supposed to get on Tuesday. So it's still barely trickling down over here. Yeah, I got a couple places that they might get it this week, but some did get it on for that last Friday and it was gone like within like an hour. So, yeah. you know, but then again, I don't know, 25 hours for a bottle of beer. I haven't had, never had CBS, but, mm-hmm. um, you start to wonder if it's just so crazy because of the hype that people are spending this amount of money. And then at the same point, is it really worth actually getting it? Especially if people now are starting to say they think it's starting to fall off a little bit. So, But they, it doesn't come out every year. So it's it's not like you can take it like you, every year you could check it out, right? It didn't yeah, come out last year. It's like, what, every two, three years or something, four years? So something... Um, I don't remember coming out last year, but I think it is like something every three years or something, maybe. Right. Whenever they release it, yeah, it's not like an every year thing. So that in itself builds builds a higher price into it because you can't get it later. So right. the scarcity climbs up. Maybe uh, other craft brewers should be doing that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're also subject to the limitations of what's around you, right? So right. Like with with me, I I feel like I'm more in a fortunate position because of the amount of breweries we have. Like yeah. if I don't, I'm missing anything if I don't get that. Versus mm-hmm. other people, you only got like five or six breweries in your area, and you really want to get that one. We right. have a lot of similarities, probably in a lot of our beers that are kind of towards that way. You know, when I was in line for BCBS, um, I actually waited in line for a little bit. I was trying to get the <laughs> coffee stout because I haven't had their their coffee variant yet. So I was trying to get it. And I was. <laughs> And I was like, I missed it by like two two people. They had sold out two people before I got in. Yeah. So what are you gonna do? But uh, I, uh, when we were talking in line, uh, the the consensus was that um, people around there love big bad big bad Baptist. They thought this year's by Epic was was fantastic, and I've had it. It is a damn good beer. I've seen a lot of buzz on that one. I haven't uh, been able to get one here yet. Um... Being in Kentucky, we don't really have the distribution in Kentucky, but right. on the Ohio side, we do have it in Ohio in some spots. And I think we may have it in some spots in Indiana. So that's one I'm actually looking to try to uh, pick up to see what they might have available out there. So I was, I've heard a lot of things. It's like, like a triple something they just came out with from them. I can't remember the name of it. but uh, Yeah, the triple barrel-aged uh, Big Bad yeah. Baptist. Yeah, yeah. I, I was lucky enough that they uh, one of the uh, um, craft beer uh, bars around here had it uh, one day when I was there, so I, I was able to try that and the and the standard. And there's a Baptista. I think I think that's supposed to be like a rum and tequila barrel age or something like that. I'm not, I don't count, quote me on that. But uh-huh. I haven't tried that one yet. They, they, all the all three of those have been bottled. They're they're out right now for industry uh, in your area that they distribute. So okay. But yeah, that's a that's a that's a good one, man. That's a that's a bad one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need to pick up some. I got some of this beer in the house right now, though. It's like um, my beer cellar or basement. I keep them like in the basement. I haven't shelved them or anything because uh, I've seen a lot of shelves that have fallen over from people over the years. So it's oh, kind of okay. like I keep them like in the boxes, like mm-hmm. you know, in a place in the basement. And all like, if I go down there and I crack them in a box, okay, I'll get this, this, and. But I just put more in yesterday. I went to one of my places, and they had a bunch of the uh, brewery beers on sale. Um, so I loaded up on a bunch of those, and they had some ones that were done with the maple and the the uh, bur- uh, bourbon barrel age type stuff. Some really pretty good ones that I'm looking forward to trying. But it's kind of like 
if I buy any more beer this year, I got nowhere to run. Play. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing the year's almost over. Hey, do you, do you catalog your stuff, or are you just kind of like so should, uh, beers out I there? Know, I you, should. So yeah. I, just, I know which ones to pull to kind of move things through in a timely manner. I mean, I've been right. fortunate for the most part. I had one beer the other day. I just uploaded a video on that I think may have sat there a little too long. Um, mm. But I don't know if it was something where I had it too long. I don't think I did, but I think the place I bought it from may have had it a little too long. So the taste on it was okay, um, but it was uh, a little bit of a sour smell in the aroma. And this was the oh, okay. um, this was the Troubadour Magma, which is a Belgian uh, IPA. Mm. Uh, so those are usually bottle ferment and stuff. So the taste was where it could have been, could have been a little bit better, but the aroma was given away that it didn't have that triple I, that, that, that IPA type quality with it. So that can happen. So yeah, I usually try to pull like some of the IPAs first and I know I'll keep a lot of the stouts down there so they can Mm. actually go a little bit longer. Some of the porters go a little bit longer, but yeah. So, you know, you just try to work it through when you can, but yeah, I need to catalog. I do have some programs where I can catalog. I just haven't done it yet. (laughs) Oh, you mean like, uh, Better than just Excel or something? Yeah, better than like, well, I was trying to do it with Untapped, and then you could do, but you're limited. There's, um, oh, yeah. Another one, like, I don't know if it's called beerseller.com or whatever. It was a website I used to have back in the day, but you would actually be going on there, you just note every beer that you had, and then it would keep it online for you. Oh, so that okay. way, like, beer trades, whatever. It's like groups can get in there, like, a beer advocate type thing. Mm-hmm. So if you, trade with someone it would show what you had online what you could offer what you were searching for and but it was a great way to catalog stuff into it and then as you drank it you just took it off your list so got it which i may try to find that program again but that was actually a nice one to do luckily my cellar's not too big i don't have a a actual cellar i live in an apartment but uh, you know so in back in my closet (laughs) is my cellar and and like just like you i I don't have it on shelves i have the uh, boxes you know uh beer beer cases that you know are are emptied and then they i just throw the beers in there so but i don't have a uh what do you call it i don't have a catalog i don't think i need one at this point um i don't think i have anything longer than three years so yeah it's just good that way like i said you have an idea of what is where mm-hmm. you know, you're kind of you're going through you can say well i need to drink this beer or with this beer because i've had it a little longer than i thought i did or whatever right so you yeah. mentioned the um, like some beer side, like Beer Advocate. What do you think of the the whole rate beer thing, ratebeer.com getting bought out? Yeah, I mean, I really didn't get too involved with rate beer as much. I did over a period of time mm-hmm. when I first started like looking at beer sites. I think Untapped is the one I usually prefer, but I looked at rate beer and with rate beer, that was always kind of a harsher type site. I felt like that was more of a whim what people were kind of thinking but really didn't know beer as much because mm. i always see some of the things that what people will put on there and it's like they're slamming a beer for a beer being the actual way it's supposed to be like you don't understand beer <laughs> and how you're creating this thing so um for them to be bought by uh am bb and bev doesn't really surprise me i think there's more sophistication in beer advocate but Beer Advocate tried to get too deep into stuff, which is why I think they came back down now with their new scale to be like untapped because they were getting too much. You want to put a score on a beer, go ahead and put a score, but then they want you to write a whole, you know, two, three paragraph thing about it. And most people weren't going to do that. Yeah. That's why people like untapped. And then how they were doing their rating scale, 
they went to a five point scale, just like Untapped did and everything. So um, I don't know. Rate beer, are you using that site? Are you checking that site out still? Or uh, you know, I, I haven't really checked it out in a while. Neither Beer Advocate actually. Um, out of the two, I liked Rate Beer. I just liked the layout. It was more eye pleasing um, than Beer Advocate, which is a lot darker. But uh, yeah. every once in a while, I, I'll go on there just to. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't go on there too often. I usually use Untapped, just like you. <laughs> yeah. Well, a good thing with Untapped is, you know, as you go on there and you connect with your friends, right? The people you friend on there, mm-hmm. they added the new rating into it to see how your friends actually rate stuff. Which I like is that. Neat. I like so that. So instead of just seeing overall, you can see, okay, people that I know that I'm friends with actually know beer. What are they looking at this beer at? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hell so yeah. that makes that's, sense. That's, yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit better that way. Um, your your own peers anyway then then uh one thing that they took away because we used to do on the show we we always untap our beers every show and they used to recommend stuff uh after you know based on our ratings oh man they were so off they were so off all the time (laughs) and i used to always get upset and then they took that away now i miss it because i used to like going off on the recommendations i didn't realize they took that off of there i haven't looked at that in a while oh wow yeah, because it used to be if you drank, you know, some type of IPA, it would give mm-hmm. like four or five recommendations for other IPAs you might want to try. Right, yeah. But every once in a while, they would be like, I just drank a stout. Why are they recommending a, uh, like a, a Mexican lager? You know, just <laughs> stuff like, it, it's like, it makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, what are you going to do? Um. Any the any uh, uh, beer festivals you got coming up uh, up there? Yeah, the big one that we got coming up here will be actually in uh, February. So it's Fe- February. I want to say second and third. This will mm-hmm. be like the big uh, winter beer fest. So actually, I'm wearing one of the shirts here from one of the past ones. Um, and this year, I think we have over 400 beers that'll be in this one. Damn. Last year we. Last year we had over 500, which you can't get to them all, of course. But no. and this is actually done in one of our convention centers here. So mm-hmm. usually go in there, and I got like people that we volunteer. We'll go in there and pour beers and drink and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, this is a huge one. So we'll have local, but then we get people across the country. Um, we usually have like the shoots. We usually be out here for this, and um, no, they got some, some great stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Some of the ones from out in California will be out here for this. It was funny, we did one um, back in, uh, we do one in February, we do one in September. So the one in September is an outside one, so we did the one last September that just passed, and I mm-hmm. went around there, and I shot video of the different breweries that were going to be there ahead of time before we started the festival, and uh, they had all the AB and Beth beers all on one table, <laughs> in like back corner, it was kind of like, they were right next to um, Ballast Point, you know, zone by Constellation, I'm like, oh, this is like mm-hmm. the macro they kind of put everybody into the, the macro corner <laughs> yeah and people were noticing that in the video it's kind of like they were all down from the other like true craft brewers it was hilarious no oh, that's funny but um, um do you have you ever volunteered uh for one of those beer festivals oh i volunteer all the time for these yeah so um this will be like the kickoff for stuff for this year but yeah i always volunteer for it and um I got other people that volunteer with me now and actually look forward to doing it. And then we'll have another one, like, in, I think in March or whatever, we have, like, a beer week, and then we have other stuff that will start taking off. But, yeah, I always, like, volunteer and do a lot of these things, which is always a great way to get in there and 
I meet a lot of the different guys from different breweries, have some good conversations, and I made some good connections hanging out with those guys. Like, usually this one is like, oh, usually my guys will come down here from uh, Lagunitas in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Usually this one, I made some pretty good friends with some of those guys. So they come down here, we usually have a blast, and we'll go over there, and we'll drink some good beers and stuff like that and everything. And the one we did last year, like, my buddy uh, from up there, he gave me a couple of the Westify Stouts to take home so I could do reviews on and everything, which is nice. nice. I mean, I've had the Bourbon County, but, you know, as far as the value and the money, you know, you get the, the, the Westified um, Stout from Lagunitas isn't that far off of that. That's a nice yeah. beer. So, well, they're, um, they're, they're owned 100% now by Heineken, right? Yeah, they're all 100% by Heineken now. Yeah, they had a smaller stake than last year. I guess they did it, went to 100%. So Right. I forgot they, still, they they announced oh. it like the same time someone else got bought. Like Wicked Weed, I think got bought out, and then Heineken, or then they announced that Heineken bought out um, yeah. Lagunitas, which w- was kind of got forgotten about just because of the whole Wicked Weed buyout. Yeah, which is kind of funny. Like some of the people that were like saying stuff about Wicked Weed, or like I've seen them out here being going here and buying Bourbon County Stout. Like they were saying right. stuff about Wicked Weed. I'm like, but you're going to buy Bourbon County Stout. And they're like, yeah, but it's not the same. Like, no, actually, it is the same. <laughs> they're, still, they're the same situation. <laughs> yeah, same. The different beers, but same. The same thing going on. Mm-hmm. So, well, you tell them like what founders when they came out with KBS. It's like it's the same thing, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like it's funny because some of these groups where they're like craft beer groups, there's been arguments because um, people were posting pictures of some of the. KBS or some of these other ones, and they're like, that's not really craft. And that's again, gets back to the whole craft description thing. And some people are like, well, I think it's craft or whatever. So, yeah. And like, just make, just say it's so and so beer group and don't even put craft into it. Right. To avoid that stuff. Yeah. What are you going to do? Um, yeah. What so about you? Your... You got festivals upcoming? Oh, yeah. We have uh, February. It seems like February is like the deal because I know in the back in the barrier, that's when there's uh, San Francisco Beer Week kicks off and Pliny the, yeah. El- uh, Pliny the Younger comes out that week. Um, but out here, uh, the February 10th at uh, um, in Phoenix, they have their Strong Beer Festival, which is like one, like one of the biggest in Arizona. And mm. I, I think they, they're supposed to have hundreds of beers, too. I'm not sure exactly how many I, I looked it up real quick um but i forgot the number and so yeah i'm going to that it's the first time i'm going to that out here so i'm looking forward to that um then they also have uh they had just had one in november a couple of weeks ago called barry white day it's a superstition meadery which is a <laughs> world-renowned meadery and barry white is their um their mead that they mix with like blackberries and raspberries and blueberries and white chocolate. And actually it was up there a couple weeks ago and I had a taster of it. Uh, $7 for the taster, $85, $85 for the bottle. I'm like, I'll just take oh, a wow. taster, please. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now, do you drink a lot of mead? No, not really. I just, uh, that's like maybe like the third time I've had mead. Um, going up there so there's one out in sunnyvale california that i've been to a couple times with my brother and that's called rabbit's foot they make some pretty damn good meat they're they're i think it was their black cherry meat or something like that that one was fantastic i do want to try to get some meat um just like start trying it but i haven't had any recently mm-hmm. uh, but i got a friend here who's really big into the meat type stuff so he actually made some meat for himself 
Oh, wow. So I'm supposed to actually go over and check out what he has. But uh, this seems a little bit different. Just be interested to see the taste of it. It's so strong, and it's it's a lot. It's really too sweet for me. I, I can't have too much of it. Yeah, I'm not into the sweets, into the sweet bring drinks. The, bring with a diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's it's healthier than than regular sugar. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's got it's those, good sugar. <laughs> yeah, it's got those antioxidants. Yeah. <laughs> Cool man. So how's your how's your website going? How's your how's your vlog? I saw or um saw your like top fifty now in beer and wine on YouTube. Yeah, that was kind of a, a weird type thing. I actually responded back to the uh it was some group, I think it was like Feedspot or something. Mm-hmm. Um and I got some email the other morning saying, Congratulations, you've been awarded, you know, top fifty wine YouTube site. I'm like, What? Like, I don't even talk about wine on my thing, right? So I go there, I look on the list, I send a guy back, I send an email back, I haven't heard back yet. I'm like, unless you, I mean, that's a, I was gracious for getting the award, but I don't understand if it's wine, unless you're doing beer and wine as a category, which they yeah. may be doing, you know, you know I was kind of oh, curious, yeah. but then I saw like uh, Beer by the Numbers was on the list, who does some legit stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I saw uh, Boondock, who does beer. I know him. He's down in Texas. He was on the list as well. But we were only three beer people on the list. So yeah. I'm like, but, you know, any exposure is good exposure. And they gave you, like, a little banner you can put on your site or whatever, or your blog and stuff like that. So, hey, if I get people that cross over when they're reading these feeds, I'm like, that works for me. So, Well, you know, take- um, I don't know how it is out there, but I know in Arizona and California, when you apply for your beer license, it's like a beer and wine to sell it. Yeah, like so you could do both. <laughs> so maybe you yeah, know, there there is a tie in between those two. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. I mean, like I'm not hating on it. Like I said, if I'm on a list, yeah. I'm on a list. I mean, as long as I'm not like a journalist or a politician, uh, <laughs> getting publicity <laughs> out there for some stuff, you know, I'll take it. <laughs> That's right. Because <laughs> those guys have been, you know, going down crazy with all the uh, different stuff happening. Oh man, yeah. Well, it's just the uh, the what do you call it? The roosters have come home to roost, or the chickens have come home to roost. What? What's, how's that saying go? <laughs> yeah, the chickens come home to roost. There you go. They're, they're coming back. They're coming back. Really? <laughs> I mean, yeah, hard. they are. They're knocking yeah. down the house. Well, I just saw that Russell Simmons has stepped down for a time because apparently he's like now in the salt thing too. So entertainment, politicians, news. Matt Lauer. Matt Lauer really surprised a lot of people. I think. I don't know. He was always kind of creepy, and they going back and looking at some of this. I remember when the the uh, the proposal came out, and he was talking Sandra Bullock, and he's like, "Oh, I seen you naked." And I was like, "I even even I was like, what what the fuck is he talking about? This yeah. guy, you know, you know, you're on national TV, right?" Yeah. And he made some sort of crude joke about it, so it was it was just uh, I don't know. That guy's yeah, I guess he had it coming. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't realize he was the one that got. Pretty much Ann Curry fired, who I like Ann Curry, so hmm. that was surprising too. So yeah, so I guess for him it is coming back home, and he's getting what a lot of people have said he should have been getting. I guess. Mm-hmm. Any uh, any uh, head brewers uh, get caught up on, in this mix? Uh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> but there are groups now trying to. Um, I guess I saw I read one piece that there's one of the uh, competitions that mm-hmm. they're trying. Not to have any of the uh, 
sexist type labels and stuff. So oh, that's right. Yeah, I think I responded it, to one. It, I think it's back in the UK or something like that. And I was like, yeah, well, yeah. they didn't want sexist beers. And I said, well, how could a beer be sexist? Or do you mean the labels? It was just it was the headline I was re- replying to. Yeah, yeah. I think with those kind of things, like I think the market would actually settle a lot of that stuff out. Right. You know, if people don't something, they won't they won't buy it and stuff. But I got like people here that, um, like for instance, the uh, the uh, uh, what's it called, the yellow yellow belly beer. Like people here get upset oh. they see yellow because they're like, oh, they're making the they're making the clan look like something to be a part. Like, do you even know what the beer is about? Do you like on a rapper like? It pretty much slams anybody with those kind of ideas or, yeah. you know, what do you do it. So it's making fun of them and stuff. Yeah, for, but they're well, like, from, well, from, saying it shouldn't be out there anyway. I'm like, you can't just limit expression because, you know, <laughs> you, don't, you don't like when In this case, you don't even understand what they're really doing, but you're just thinking the image of it is, like, bad enough. Yeah, one of the retailers out in California when I was at there was selling it, but they took the uh, the little white hood off of it. So it Did was they just, really? Yeah, so it was just the beer with the, and it has a label on the bottle as well. So, yeah, it was just sitting out there on the shelf uh, without the little thing on it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because it's got the whole story and stuff on why they did it that way. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah. whatever, that was their choice. I, I didn't care. I didn't. I didn't get it. But uh, it's supposed just, to be really good. I mean, I haven't seen it here, but if mm-hmm. I see it, I'll probably try because it's supposed to be really good. No, okay. Well, the hype behind it is. Uh, I think is maybe bigger than the beer itself now. Oh yeah, well yeah. I mean that's definitely <laughs> that's getting it drawn drawn attention and stuff too. Right. So how's your how's your um, YouTube show going, man? You got how many subscribers you got now? Oh, I mean it's 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 going. It just takes a while of times. I mean I only got like I think like three hundred and seventy three or something like that. Oh, that's um, pretty good. Yeah, I mean I know some of the other guys got some got more, some got less. I mean it's. There's so many people out there trying to talk beer now, it seems. Mm. So, you know, I get a steady following. You know, my thing is if I get a, an upload and if I can get anywhere from 5 to 10% of the people of that follow my channel to watch the videos, right? So if I get somewhere from 16 to 37 views on it, and I'm pretty much happy just because most people, they have all these different followers. When you look at their numbers, they're probably only getting one percent of people to actually come back and watch their video. They have a lot of right. people that are subscribed to them, but nobody's really watching their stuff. So I'm like, my goal is to get it between five to ten percent of whatever my followers are at that point to actually mm-hmm. come back and view the video I'm uploading. So I, my numbers usually on any upload would go from probably sixteen to seventeen up to you know, 50, 60, depending on what it is. Um, when we do live streams, we get more people that are usually watch and kind of chime in through the comment stuff and everything. So I try to keep it interactive. Every Thursday night, we do like a show. Now it's called The Beer Flow. So I got me, uh, my buddy Joe, who lives in Buffalo, buddy Eric, who lives in Michigan, and Todd, my buddy Todd, who lives in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Basically do a show um, talking about different things for the week in beer and then we'll usually focus on a brewery as well during the show um so like last week we did uh sierra nevada was the brewery this week we're doing like avery as the brewery and then we'll try to have some fun with it and kind of keep it a little bit entertaining and stuff so and all the titles i, I named like after a hip-hop song so um, oh yeah <laughs> what yeah. was it what was last week's uh last week was uh let me take a look here which last week's was 
That's the Sierra Nevada one. I just picked up their their winter uh, variety pack. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw that out there last week. Was uh, it was Beer Flow, and then it was Scenario Episode Eleven Sierra oh, Nevada yeah. on tap. So, and then what I do is I usually do an intro mm-hmm. of that hip song. So I'm kind of tying some of my love of hip hop into the show now too. Um, nice. And uh, so, with Avery, are you gonna title it? I used to love her. <laughs> no, it wasn't the one I did for Avery was um I was actually had to come up with it last night. I forgot to I was going through when I was joking about it before, I was like, you know, I was saying W Punk stump up to get beat down or do <laughs> something. <laughs> oh you, know, you already did I, you already did tribe or else I would have suggested phony rappers. Yeah. <laughs> so one for actually the one for Avery, what did I put on here? Take it out here. A little preview. switch over i've got a gaming channel i started messing with too so i had to switch my youtube thing you're a twitcher now yeah i don't usually do it on twitch as much i got a twitch account but i usually just do it right to youtube at okay. the time being yeah what, so, what game you got right now you got that um call of duty world war Two. yeah i've been playing the call of, call of duty world war Two, and um they came out with the kind of funny the friday 13th game i started messing around with that a little bit Oh yeah, uh, but the reason I like I like playing hockey. So I upload hockey a lot. Oh okay. And um, Destiny two and all that kind of stuff. So I, I got a mix of different games. Mm-hmm. But my title is called Random Gamer because so I never do like the same thing over and over again. It seems so mm-hmm. I keep flopping around. Yeah. So um, like next week I actually did uh, for it was Beer Flow and it's the it's called the Breaks episode. Avery Bruin on tap, and I was going to basically play Curtis Blow the Brakes yeah. as the intro. <laughs> Brakes on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> nobody expected Avery to be one to actually leave and go to take a check from somewhere. So, <laughs> But no one really expects any of these uh, major craft brewers to do that, and then they end up doing it anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, some of them they get they get too big, and it's it's hard to turn down a check that say, "Hey, we want to help you increase your distribution." So, I can't really hate on them for that. I mean, right. we have a brewery here, uh, Rheingeist, which is one of our top breweries, and they actually last year had to release a statement saying they weren't going to be selling out their brewery at all. That wasn't mm-hmm. one of their goals. Cause they kept hearing rumors that people were trying to buy them and stuff. So. I've, I've I've heard of Rheingeist. I've I've, I've yeah. heard about them. But you know what I think it is. I I just think is is they're they get to a point where they hit a plateau and they don't feel they can grow anymore, or they don't feel that they have the capacity to grow anymore, or at least the capital. And instead of waiting for it to grow naturally, they 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 sell they sell out and they use that to to expand. I don't know. That that's my theory. I don't know if well, that's, from, uh, how much of it's true. From, from, for some of the companies from a business standpoint, it's all about cash on the books. So mm-hmm. some of these companies like AB and Bev or Coors Miller, um, they may buy into some of these companies because they want that cash under their but it makes them a stronger corporation in the corporate world for their shareholders. Right. So like where I work for say like a financial company, we, our parent company is a company out of Japan. Mm-hmm. They don't do anything with us or anything like that, but they just have us on their books because it makes their books look that much stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, they do come in, they meet with our people, and they provide different 
instruction on different things along those lines. But at the end of the day, we usually make the decisions that are a company separate from what they're doing. But they do have some influence. And I think for some of these companies in the beer world, it's kind of the same way. They want they see an attractive offer out there. They see someone trucking along. And if you're a smaller company, sometimes it's not about selling out as much as, hey, I want that distribution. So, for instance, here where I was at before Elysian sold out, we couldn't get Space Dust. Mm-hmm. So now because they ended up going up with AB and Bev, we get Space Dust now. We're getting a lot of the other Elysian-type beers, mm-hmm. which are pretty good beers. Yeah, um, Space Dust is we, a good one. We get Golden Road. We weren't getting that before, but now we get Golden Road beers coming through. Um, so there's a flip side to it. People get mad or upset sometimes when people do this, but at the same point, well, you wouldn't even got the beer for some people if they hadn't done it. So I think that goes to a part of it too. The thing that changes is if they start taking, you know, leads from these other people and price controls are being cut and now they're doing different stuff to formulas to try to save a penny because that's where the fear comes in. And that's where some people will say Goose Island isn't now what it used to be. Um, mm-hmm. But then again, I always say, like, memories are hard to remember over a period of time anyway. So, yeah. you know, certain things that you had, like, say, when you were a kid, a certain piece of candy maybe, that you go back 20 years later, and you're like, this don't taste like the same candy or something maybe. And it's like, no, it, chances are it could be the same candy, but your taste buds have changed over a period of time. Your palate has changed. Right. So what things are actually being done or not, only really the brewers actually know. Um, but sometimes there's stuff that just changes with us that we, it comes out different to us, you know? Right. Well, and, and beer is a, uh, is an agricultural product. So they, even like, like wine, how you, they say the, uh, the grapes are different each year because of right. you know, rainfall or sunshine or whatever the case might be. Um, it, the same goes with beer. And also I think, um, to add up to your point that your taste buds change, I think over time, just as you know, uh, human nature, you tend to romanticize things back in your past. And oh, yeah. so, and so the situation evolved too. Like, were you with your friend? Were you maybe you're with your wife at the time, but now you're divorced, <laughs> and that leads a bitter taste <laughs> in your mouth. <laughs> so the, the, yeah, there's a lot of factors, and you, like you said, like your your memory's got a um, it, it 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 you can't compare stuff five years ago with what you drink today, like subjectively. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's like a Snickers bar where the price is higher and or the bar is smaller. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ooh, I just had that. I just had that Snickers that has no nougat in it. It's just caramel and peanuts. Oh man, that's awesome. That's a great Snickers. Is it really? Yeah. Is it like a Snickers? Uh, I know there's a Snickers almond I saw out there. What's the Snickers one that you had then? Is it? I forgot. It's just. I think it's just called uh, all nuts and caramel or something like that. Or huh. it, it it comes like in a in a. Like a bronze package. Okay. It's it's good, man. I just had one the other day. It's awesome. <laughs> For that. I don't know if you ever saw like uh, Joe D's channel. Joe D is on uh, YouTube. And he does a lot of stuff. He's like one of the originators, one of the OGs in the uh, beer tube world. Um, mm-hmm. But he's actually out there in Arizona. I think he's... Oh, yeah. He might, he might be near Tucson. Okay. That's about... He's in Arizona. He, he drives a truck for a living, but I know he's in Arizona. Um, he actually just went to the Great American Beer Fest when they just had it as well done in Denver. But um, he was talking the other day about they got the new giant Reese's out there at one of his stores, like these huge Reese's cups oh. that uh, are huge. He's like, yeah, of they, course I have to go buy them. <laughs> they come out every Christmas. I think it's, yeah. it, that's, that store, I don't know if you have a, one of the franchises, It's Sugar, they sell like a bunch of novelty uh, candies, the big size candies. Oh, no, I mean, we don't have any of those, so yeah. 
All right. It's usually a, you find it in a mall. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of like the jelly belly type stores and stuff like that here mm-hmm. with jelly beans. Oh yeah. So oh yeah, have... I like I like those man. So, yeah. They make some good ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I didn't really start liking jelly beans until probably about ten or fifteen years ago, I think. I was never really attracted to them and then I just grabbed some some they happened to be the jelly bellies that I had that someone had and mm-hmm. they were actually pretty good and I got like hooked on them. Oh yeah, I like some of their like their unique flavor, like the, or not unique, just like the specialty ones, like root beer, and they have a I think a cotton candy one's really good, and they got some great ones. Of course, they have some gross ones too. I think they have a they have one called like vomit or something like that, or like bodily <laughs> some some type of bodily fluid, or boogers or something. Oh, nasty. <laughs> They all can't be winners, right? I wonder if they have a Guinness Stout. You know, I wonder if they have Stout or Porter or when are they going to come out with those flavors? Jelly Belly does have a beer flavor one, I believe. And what kind of beer is it, though? Is it a lager? I think think it just says beer, but I think it's kind of like probably a lager type flavor. Oh, okay. So biscuit. That's the one that most most people drink, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah, the the high-selling beer of the world is that snow, right? Yeah. In China? Yeah, in China. And then you look at... And then Bud Here, Light is obviously number two. Yeah, Budweiser, but in Germany it's like Bitburger and some of these other places where the lagers are the ones with the adjuncts that have sold the most. Yeah, they're cheap, man. They go down yeah, easy. Yeah, it's more cost driven than anything. I think not Probably. maybe the best tasting ones, just the best selling ones. Mm-hmm. So, all right, man. Well, uh, I'm gonna let you go. Uh, you've already taken up uh, a lot of your time, so I don't want to take up too much more. Is there anything like to plug before we take off? Uh, I mean, you no. Know, we've got everything still going on with the uh, the uh, the blog and the Facebook stuff. And I know we hook up on Facebook and everything there too. But the uh, the Facebook is growing, growing. That beer coalition group is starting to grow a little bit now. So that's kind of like something to put together with beer drinkers and people. Some of the people are in the brewing industry. Some people are beer reviewers. So it's kind of a good forum for people learning to find out more about beer and everything. But, right. uh, yeah, YouTube channels on this way, doing stuff. And, uh, you know, I got you guys on the uh, the podcast on the blog as well, too. So, cool. yeah, how's your Appreciate podcast it. going? How are you doing on that and everything? Uh, we're doing well. I think um, we, we're getting a lot of uh, feedback on more so on social media. Our podcast server, Podcast Garden, their mm-hmm. analytics are terrible. So I have no idea how many people are downloading the show. Sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down. I mean, as far as like the the actual the the feature on the website, like sometimes yeah. it will populate the the field, and like I have no idea how many people are downloading the show every week. So. Okay. I think it's going well. I don't know. I, I, nevertheless, you're having fun doing it, so that's all that really yeah, matters. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then we'll get some stuff coordinated. I didn't get a chance to – I got to run around this morning, but um, you sent me the other day, so we'll have you pop on the YouTube thing too. All right, cool, man, get yeah. Some, get you some exposure on that channel as well and some of the stuff out there um, that's taking place. But no, everything else is all good pretty much and uh, probably run to the store here and come back to do some more beer reviews at some point and uh, <laughs> try to enjoy a Sunday before going back to work tomorrow. So. Right. <laughs> Same here, man. Yeah, all right, man. Please. It was good it's good talking to you, Rod. You too, Greg. I'll catch up with you soon. All right, man. Later. All right, brother. Later.
And I am back. Uh, time to rate my beer, my fest beer by Ren House. And um, I like this one. Um, I don't know if it's my favorite fest beer. But then again, I, you know, um, the only other couple ones I have in my fridge, I have one by Tombstone. And that was pretty good. And then the uh, the one by Dark Sky. And all three of them are, they're trying to do that old, the, 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 the fest beer style. Not the Martin style, not the American Oktoberfest, as I think of it, but uh, more of the uh, fest beer. But now there's there's like three different fest, and I'm sure you guys all heard the beer history with um, Professor Bierkowski, and she really lays it on. There's there's been three different uh, Oktoberfest style beers throughout the years, and um, I don't know which which one's your favorite. I, I like the Martin. I like the I like all three. They all have their place. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but this one's really good. I am going to give this one... Um, let me see here. I'm going to give this one a 3.75. So let me get my Untapped app open here. And I don't know how y'all feel about Untapped, but they've been uh, under some fire the last couple weeks. And I'm going to get that... I'm going to get to that on uh, our next episode. Now, our next episode is going to be uh, going to be a big going to be a big show. I already know it. I'll clue you guys in. Just don't tell anyone. <laughs> anyway, uh... LT, LT's coming in um, with his son, and uh, Sorcerer Chromatic's coming in this weekend, and they'll be staying at my house, so you know we're going to record something, we're going to have to record something, and so that'll be uh, on the next one, and, and I'm going to get to the uh, the whole untapped, well not maybe the whole untapped situation, but just the, uh, um, the what's go what what is happening in uh, the beer world, and as far as I don't want to call it the Me Too movement, but the progressive um, anti-sexism movement um, in the beer world, and and I got I got some stuff to say about it. But uh, let me get back to um, Ren House and their Fest beer. I give it a three seven five. Here it is. Check in. Oh, we have three friends who checked in, and they averaged three point seven five as well. Jose Alatriste gave it a three five. Matt Hines gave it a three seven five. And Eddie Gomez gave it a 4.0. Uh, let's see. I should have Matt on the show one of these days. In fact, uh, um, uh, we do have some guests coming up. I already have some uh, special shows lined up. And uh, I got to get with Matt and see if he wants to get on the show uh, soon. See, that he'd be nice to, to have come in right now as, uh, as a contingent plan. But I don't know if he wants to be a plan B. I'm nobody's plan B, bitch. Uh, let me see. Uh, 375. Has an overall rating of 3.78, so hey, I'm right there with everyone else. We all kind of like this one better than average. Uh, let me see here. It's uh, light, um, slightly sweet, and easy like Sunday morning. How do you say Sunday in German? <laughs> I'm gonna look that up real quick. Sunday in German is. Sontag. I knew it was talk. Like guten talk means good day. So Sontag. Eh, that makes sense. Sun, right? Uh, let me see here. Get back to my untapped app. Like Sontag. I wonder if anyone's going to get that. Um, morning. There you go. <laughs> and save. And check in. That's your, uh, your weekly... German lesson for cold brew podcast. My Sunday is Sonntag. All right, uh, I'm gonna get out of here. 
And thanks for downloading yet again a, another Cold Brew Podcast. I am Greg, and I'd like to wish you and yours a cheers. Until next time. <laughs>